I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. This episode of Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by italki, a service that you can use to organize conversations and English lessons with native speakers online. It's a great way to work on your spoken fluency in English from the comfort of your own home. And the cool thing is that because you're a Lepster, because you listen to this podcast, when you buy some lessons on italki, they will give you a voucher worth about $10 that you can use in the future. Um, so if you really want to fast track your English to fluency, you can do it by talking to native speakers on italki. Just go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. And if you want to get that $10 voucher, you need to go through my link, teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk, or click an italki logo on my website. Now, here is your new episode. So, will you start the jingle, please? Prepare jingle. Jingle prepared. Initiate jingle initiation sequence. Initial jingle initiation sequence initiated. Jingle incoming in five, four, three, two, one. Initiate jingle. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. In this episode, I am joined by podcast pals, Amber and Paul, and we are playing The Lying Game again. But this is a special version because this is the interactive lying game. I know, I know, it's exciting. Try to control yourself if you can. Um, just in case you don't know what The Lying Game is, and that's The Lying Game, not The Lion Game, okay? There are no big cats involved in this. No, it's The Lying Game. Just in case you don't know what the lying game is, then let me bring you up to speed, all right? Let me just kind of explain. Now, where shall I start? Um, well, okay, so this is the universe, okay? Um, and in the universe, there's like a tiny little galaxy just there, just to the side there. And in that tiny galaxy, there's an even tinier solar system with this little sun, um, a little speck of light, you see it? And spinning around it, there are these little bits of dust called uh, planets, and uh, we're on one of them. It's called Earth, okay? Uh, and on Earth, there's this... Basically, there's like this thing called the Internet. And that's just used for watching cat videos, uh, sharing selfies, and uh, listening to this podcast. And for security services to be able to spy on people's internet usage to see exactly which cats are being watched and what's contained in those selfies and then what kind of stuff is being talked about on this podcast, okay? That's pretty much all you need to know, I think, regarding context. Okay, so there you go. Do you feel up to speed now? Oh yeah, okay, the lying game, that's right. So anyway, the lying game is a speaking game which I play 
in my English classes sometimes because, you know, I'm an English teacher. Uh, did I need to explain that too? Probably not. Anyway, so, okay, I'll just get on with it. So, um, I also play the lying game on the podcast sometimes when I'm joined by my friends Amber and Paul. So, here are the rules of the lying game. So, first of all, someone makes a statement about themselves. It can be anything really, but usually it's a statement about something they did in the past. And the statement can either be true or a lie. Okay, so the speaker decides if it's true or if it's a lie. Then the other competitors have to decide if they think it's true or if it's a lie. But before doing that, they have to ask loads of questions in order to investigate the statement fully. Uh, And the speaker has to respond uh, with the relevant answers. Okay, the aim for the other competitors is to work out if the statement is true or not. And the aim for the speaker is to try to fool the others into getting the wrong answer. So after loads of questions have been asked, the competitors then say if they think the statement is true or a lie, and they justify their decisions. Then at the end, the speaker reveals if it's true or not, and everyone goes crazy, and it's exciting. Oh, wow, wow, that kind of thing. Um, Then any competitors who guess correctly get one point. So if you get it right, you get one point. And the speaker gets a point for any wrong answers. Okay, so when three people play, the speaker can get a maximum of two points per round if both people get it wrong. And the competitors can get a maximum of one point if they get it right, if they guess correctly. Um, And everyone gets a turn at being the speaker. Okay, right. So there's the explanation of the rules that might sound unnecessarily complicated. But basically, to keep it simple, all you have to do is just listen to us play the game and try to guess if we're lying or if we're telling the truth. Um, You can then make your judgments by completing a simple poll on the page for this episode. And no, you don't need to give your email address or sign in or anything like that. It's all just open and free. Okay, so the scores so far. So what what are the scores so far? Um, To be honest, I can't really work out the scores so far. It's too complicated. But the main thing is that I think that Amber is the reigning champion so far because she's probably the cleverest member of the team. Um, So she's won, I think, more often than Paul or me. Um, I am in second place, I think, because I'm okay at the game. But my weakness seems to be that I can't lie. And I'm too gullible and trusting because I always just believe that people are telling the truth. So I lose points sometimes because of that. And Paul is unfortunately in third place. And he always seems to lose these games because he tries to be too tactical. He always tries to focus on using strategies just to prevent Amber from winning, it seems. And those strategies always seem to backfire in his face. And he ends up coming third almost every time. So you know, Paul really should stop using these clever strategies or not so clever strategies. He should probably just trust his instincts like a Jedi. So let's see if Paul can finally win a game. Now, since we're playing the interactive lion game, that's slightly different. Let me go through the rules for the interactive lion game. And it's not going to be too complicated uh, or long-winded. Here we go. So here are the rules for this version. In episode 318, Paul suggested that we do an interactive version of this game in which listeners send in their questions in response to our statements. So we told you our statements and then you, the Lepsters, wrote lots of questions on the page for episode 318. 
And in this episode, we're going to ask each other those questions. You have to listen carefully and decide if we're telling the truth or if we're telling lies. Check out the page for this episode and you'll find interactive polls where you can tr- where you can choose true or lie for each person. Okay, this is your this is the interactive element in practice here. Uh, so please vote whether you think each of us is lying or telling the truth. Then the next time we get together, we will count all of your votes, and the winning person out of the three of us is the one who has fooled the most people around the world. So it's quite simple, really. Just listen to the episode, decide if you think that we're telling truths, truths. No, if we're telling uh, the truth or if we're telling lies, and then go to the page uh, on the website for this episode and vote using the online polls. And then later on, we will reveal the truth, we'll count the scores, and we'll find out the winner. Will it be Amber again? Will it be me in the middle? Will Paul lose, or will Paul somehow win this one? Um, We'll find out later on. So, uh, those statements again, the statements that we had at the end of episode 318. Do you remember those statements from Amber, Paul, and me? Here's a reminder. So, Amber said, Uh, this statement. She said, I helped in the making of the film Something's Got to Give. All right. I helped in the making of the film Something's Got to Give. So that was a Hollywood movie that stars uh, Jack Nicholson, Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves. And apparently Amber helped, helped them make that film in some way. Okay. My statement was that I accidentally knocked down a wall in a friend's house in Japan. I knocked down a wall in a friend's house in Japan. And Paul said this. He said, I used to get bullied by Guy Berryman, the bass player from Coldplay. So Paul apparently used to get bullied by Guy Berryman, the bass player from Coldplay. Um, So lots of questions came in um, on the page for episode 318. So I've, we've got a list of those questions which we're going to ask each other. Uh, but what do you think? What do you reckon? Are these statements the honest truth or just a tissue of lies? Would you like to find out more? Are you ready to become a kind of psychological detective in this episode? You are? You are? Right, good. Right, so then without any further ado, let's get out. Let's find out, in fact, more as we listen to the podcast Pals, also known as The Truthful Trio, or maybe that should be the treacherous three. One's, one thing's for sure, it's time for Triple Trouble with Amber, Paul and me. Here we go. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on another podcast. Paul's a very funny boy. His laugh I very much enjoy. Amber's got a lovely voice. If I could choose an accent, hers would be my choice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mike, check one, two. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Hello, hello. Right. So, 
Let's play the interactive lying game. You guys ready for that? Oh, yeah. We're ready. Okay. So I expect I've already done an introduction. Yep. In which I've stated the context. Let's dive straight in. So we're going to dive straight in. And uh, I think that, Amber, we're going to start with you. Okay. And your statement was? My statement was, I helped in the making of the film, Something's Gotta Give. Amber helped in the making of the film, Something's Gotta Give. Now, Paul, you've probably got questions arising. I, I ask you to hold on to those questions. Will I be allowed to ask questions afterwards? Um, I want to listen, or is it just listeners asking I, questions? I, I might let you ha- have a couple, but let's stick with the listeners' questions first. Okay. I'm going to read the listeners' questions. Okay, so first of all, okay. Antonio uh, asked you, Amber, who asked you for help? So uh, which person in the production team asked you for help in the making of this film? Uh, were you an employee or was it a school exercise or something? Who asked you to help in the making of the film? It was a member of the crew who asked me to help with the film. A member of the crew. I think, Paul, what we can do is we can add like a little follow-up question. Mm. Right? So which mm. member of the crew was it? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. You don't know the, m- the member of the crew that asked you to... Do you remember his name? And uh, No. Do you remember his job title? No. Okay. Sort of... Honest, but suggests that it's not true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Straight off the bat, this isn't going very well. It's obviously BS. Okay, so that's Antonio. Molly says, Amber, how did you help in the making of the film Something's Got to Give? So how did you help? What did you do on the film set? Okay, well, um, I think if I was going to write that question myself, I might have put help in inverted commas, to be honest. Yeah, because... I, I helped. It was an important help, but it was a small help. Oh, yeah? They, yeah, they were filming a key scene um, at the bistro, or the Café Colbert, which is in the second or the first arrondissement in Paris, mm-hmm. just by the Ancien Bibliothèque. And um, it was a night scene. It was the middle of the night, literally. And uh, they needed some power. What kind of power? Like physical power? Electricity power. Some electrical power. So what you were there to like, you brought some batteries. Well, I um, I was working in a bar, a wine bar, round the corner. <laughs> is, this <laughs> the same, is this the same wine bar that had your, uh, that you told us that story earlier on about? Yeah, 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 same wine bar. You know, the wine bar, she was working in a wine bar, there was a really hot guy who hot wanted sommelier. to have sex with her. Right, yeah, but that wasn't on the podcast. No, it wasn't. No. I just realised. That was at lunch. <laughs> there, is no at wor- lunch. there is no world outside the, what has happened okay. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I thought it was on the podcast. Um, Calm down, Luke. All right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they, uh, they asked if they could plug in some equipment. I bet they did. They did. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, yes, I plugged it in for them. So, Okay, so they were making the film. You were working in a bar. Yeah. And they, some person came and said, oh, uh, can we plug in this equipment into the bar? And you were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and, and no, you, you were like, uh, sorry, who are you? And the person said, Keanu Reeves is out there. And you were like, yeah, go take as much electricity as you like. Just suck us dry. Okay. What was the name of this film again? Something's Gotta Give. Starring Keanu Reeves, Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right then. So that's how you helped. You provided electricity. I provided, yeah, support via electricity. I see. Uh, Anonymous. Uh I get a lot of comments from Anonymous. Mm. Anonymous said, Amber, why did you help? Why did I help? Yeah, so the person came in, the the producer. Because it was exciting. It was exciting. What exactly was it that was exciting about well, it? Well, because it's a, they're they're Hollywood, they're proper famous people, and uh, and it was just being filmed around the corner from where I was working, 
And it was, uh, and it was exciting because here's some details for you. It was filmed in 2003. Now, does anything stand out in 2003? Well, uh, I don't know, two years after 9-11? No, no. There was the canicule. There was the heat wave in Paris. Oh, that's right. There was a big heat wave. And this was filmed at midnight, but this film takes place in winter. And they were all wearing winter clothes, even though... Even though it was around midnight, it was so hot oh my God. that we could barely, I mean, we were so, so hot and it was just amazing. And so watching them, they were acting like it was cold and sort of like tapping their hands together and sort of looking cold. And around them, all the crew and people watching, like me, were basically in bikinis. Wow. So they really had to act. They're like, yeah, they're actors. Okay. They were acting cold, so even though it wasn't. And you and you agreed to help them by providing electricity just because it was fun. Because it's like this is Hollywood. Yes, in I, Paris. Felt, I felt like I was in the movie. Okay, hmm. all right then. So let's move on to the next question, Paul. All right. I've convinced Paul. I can tell. Paul, no, <laughs> I know. I, 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 I've seen this pattern before. <laughs> Which pattern? The pattern of it's either a friend thing. It's all this is true, but it's not you. No, that's um, a, that's a cop out. Yeah, but you did that with uh, you with did the that cinema. with you did that. No, that was not a. That was just no one. No, she created there. the the cinema story. I just went there once, completely from scratch. I think. Yeah, you, but no, you pretended didn't. to be in a car accident, and that was like your dad. That was a cop out. Hoist good though. Hoist it was a good one. Yeah. We were. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I totally bought it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So now. So Paul is sitting there skeptical. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so sceptical, he's staring over at us <laughs> with those naive <laughs> eyes of his. He's looking a bit owlish. <laughs> right, so here's the next question. This one comes from Christopher, oh, who we've heard okay. from before. And Christopher says, Amber, why aren't you on the staff list on imdb.com? Well, <laughs> so clearly Christopher has checked the IMDb. He's gone out he's gone out of his way to look for the IMDb uh, uh, international inter- internet movie database for something he's got to give and he's noticed your name is not on the list. Why not? Well, there's two things. One, IMDb you don't always get credit even when you have worked on a film because I have worked on films where I've not been credited. Yeah. Um and also when you plug in some equipment that's not really enough right Paul is, Paul is taking a photograph that's often not enough to get on IMDB so just because yeah it was a low level position and therefore well, I wasn't on the payroll so I was no, working in a bar. you didn't get paid so that's it no yeah Christopher, by the way, adds this little message, which I'm going to read out. He said, to listeners, please use the donate button sometimes. Luke really deserves it. He does an incredible job. You don't need to spend £100, but think about it. If everyone can just give one or two pounds. And that's the end of his point. That's and then he says, it's not fair to get everything for free. Just think how much money we spend every day for stupid things like smoking. And coffee. And coffee. If you just send one pound, you invest in Luke and in yourself. If you listen to this podcast, you really invest in yourself. Thank you, Christopher. I would totally agree. And and I do that too. When I listen to a podcast that I enjoy, I do regularly donate to pretty much, yeah, all the podcasts that I I really like, I've donated to. Yeah, I agree. All right. So Hiroshi uh, writes this comment. He said, Amber, is your help reflected in the film? If so, how did you feel when you saw the film? So, for example, did you know? Is it obvious? Was, was your was your help? Well, sort of let's obvious? just say they would have had no lighting or something important in that pivotal scene. Um, and when I did watch the film, I felt pretty special. So, th- 
So the fact that we can see the film and remember that film is a visual medium yep. primarily, the fact that we can actually see the action taking place is thanks to you. Totally. Okay, so the answer is yes, Hiroshi. Um, a couple of extra questions from Hiroshi. Do you think you can work as a filmmaker? So do you th- I like the way he's written that. Depending, on, you, could, you could say that in different ways. So do you think you can work as a filmmaker? Uh, no. Or do you think you can work as a filmmaker? Sort of depends how you say it, you know. <laughs> anyway, do you, do you think you could? As a director? Just making, a filmmaker. Making films? Probably not. Okay. Because you've got mainly bar experience serving drinks there. That was yeah. No, but I've worked on, <laughs> on, on film and television, but I was more of a supporting role okay. in all of those well, roles. Well, it's, it's interesting you should say that because his next question is, do you want to be an actress? You are an actress, aren't you? Yeah, I'm currently working on an original piece are you? with James. Oh, that's right. You're producing a, a, <laughs> children's, a children's play, yeah. a theatre piece with James Simpson, who has been on this podcast talking yeah. about premiership football. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, so you are an actress. The biggest football fan sort over of. here can't even, doesn't even know if it's premiership <laughs> or premier league. Well, I, I was going to say premiership and then I thought, is... Is that the word that everyone's going to immediately understand? Yeah. I mean, anyway. Anyway. So. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Fine. So, Levu QC, the person whose name I cannot uh, pronounce, okay. has written, Amber, <laughs> how did you help? You've already answered I've that. I've asked that. Were you in the movie? No. Uh, did you get paid? No. no. If yes, how much? Well, you didn't get paid. How uh, uh, Could you name some of the numbers? Sorry. Members. Could you name some of the members of the cast and tell us what the movie was about? Uh, well, no, I can't name any of the members of the of the of the cast apart from the three main people. But that yeah. kind of that's everyone in it, isn't it? Pretty much. And it was about Diane Keating, Keaton Keaton having it off with uh, uh, Keanu. So Diane Keaton cheating with uh, Keanu Reeves. No, I don't know if she's cheating. I think it was her ex was okay. All right, yeah. fine. There we go. So she, Paul, she knows the plot of the movie, but barely. You know, she could have just gone on the IMDb, couldn't she? Yeah, of course. It's a while so, ago. So, Mariam has said to Amber, how did you ask... Sorry, how did you get asked to participate? We've already... Oh, we've got that. that. A man came into a bar and said, can we use your electricity? We're making a Hollywood movie. It may have been a woman. Or a woman. Yes, because yeah. w- women walk into bars too. They do, yeah. Uh, when and where was no. it? We know. Done that, yeah. In Paris. How were you chosen? I was working that night. Okay. How did you feel about it? Amazing. Excited. Very excited. Hollywood movie stars and stuff. Felt like I was the star. What did you do? Plugged in (laughs) plugged in the equipment. Paul is whispering. (laughs) Subliminal messages. Subliminal messages. Uh, can you describe how the filming went or at least the thing you were involved in? I think we talked about that. They were acting cold and it was not cold. Right. Okay, looking forward to hearing from you, said Mariam. Well, Mariam, your wait is over. Mm -hmm. Because you you are now hearing from Amber. Uh, Yaron says the questions for Amber are, how did you help in making this movie? Done it. Already yeah. answered. What was your role? We've already Done explained. It. Did they not read each other's questions? No. Okay. I think that was that's, Luke's that's job. That's my job. But Luke no. should have read the questions and like edited. No, but what I mean was, we, what we should have set up in the, in, the, in the setup to this whole game is that if you are going to comment, read the previous comments. Well, ah. that's Luke's, well, that's that's Luke's ah. job. Well, that's, ah. We can't criticise the, the people I could, participating. I, I could write that, Paul. I could say that to my listeners. Please read all the comments. But, or I could just say to you, please be patient. Okay. <laughs> is it very difficult to ask? So he says it's more. It, uh, 
It's very difficult to ask more questions since the questions really depend on how this help was given. Yeah. Okay, fine. All right. Thank you, Yaron. Mark says, Amber, have you ever got in touch with the executive caster or core actors? So did you speak to the no. people in charge? No. All right. Antonio says, Amber, who asked you for help? We know. We done it. Um, e says, Amber, your style and your voice are as beautiful as Marilyn's <laughs> appearance was. But now I don't believe you. Oh. So, she so thinks, no questions. She's so not no even questions. a question. She just doesn't believe She just believe doesn't believe me. She's just, Bam. She just used that as a chance to say this, that Amber's got a beautiful voice. Yeah. That is very nice. Because that needs to be stated. Thank you. To. Thank you. I feel like that's such a boost. <laughs> every every episode, it has to... Don't take it away from it me. It's my, only, it's my it only compliment no, it's that not. I get. It's a state. I just need it. That Amber's got this. a beautiful voice. Okay. Um, okay, so that's it then. Those are, okay. the, those are the questions. The questions are okay, out. Okay, then. I have answered those questions the best of my ability. Now, Paul, you probably think you've questions probably got an idea. Where, but let's not influence the listeners a bit. But, well, what do you well, think? Well, no, but I think you can give our opinions because we're not going to find out until next episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, my feeling that, that the only thing that's making me feel like some of it's true is the detail about it being cold or not being cold and them tr- pretending to be cold. But the fact that you don't remember the person who showed up asking for it is a little bit st- ah, I think I would remember that if it was for a Hollywood movie and somebody was like oh you know to be fair though having said that I think the person that contacted me for the film that one of my previous lies or mm-hmm. true stories when I was on the film with Elijah <laughs> Wood and John Hurt right. I couldn't tell you the person that got in touch with me because it wasn't mm. the director, it was a director's assistant or whatever. Mm. So ah, maybe it is true. Okay. <laughs> I've got a question for you, Amber. Yep. Um, so you said you saw the actors acting. I did. They had to pretend to be to be cold when in fact they were hot. Yeah. So did you see Jack Nicholson, Diane Keaton and Keanu Reeves? Yes. Oh. And uh, th- was that nice? Um... <laughs> Yes, because I don't think that celebrities exist. So when I actually... They do, they do. When I see famous... Like, I never recognise a famous person on the street. And and living in Paris, there must be some. But I just kind of think they only exist in television or in the cinema. Like, I can't Mm. conceive of them outside of that. And and so I'm, like, completely oblivious. And people are often saying, oh, my God, did you see... And I've never seen them. And so... Did you see Paul Taylor on that metro station? Exactly. Did you see PT? Um, And so then when they were there, where they should be, you know, in front of the camera, it was like like I'd gone into the screen. It was amazing. Right. Okay. I think... They're Paul, not my favourite You and actors. I can, can give our judgment, but ultimately this is open for the listeners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listeners, there will be a poll on the page for this episode. Not a poll. <laughs> no, a poll. <laughs> a poll. There will be a poll where you can say whether you think it's true or a lie. The results will be revealed in a future episode. It'll probably take us four months, but uh, it will happen. Um, so what do you think, Paul? Do you think this is true I or a lie? I think it's... I don't know. It's difficult. It's a difficult one. I'm going to say... Now, I know that I just believe everything, <laughs> but I still believe this one. I think this is true. How are we scoring this, by the way? One point. If, yeah. Okay. If, 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 so the number of people who get it wrong, so the, the number of people who vote the wrong choice on the page. Minus the... No, inc- that is the number of points she gets. Well, so unless, it unless it doesn't matter how many people oh, get it right. Oh, the amount of people get it wrong. Yeah, it's sorry. the number of people who get it yeah. wrong. So it's you potentially get, two points. It's not some... No, no, it could be like 300 points you could get. 
Because if 300 people oh, say that oh, you were right this. and you're wrong, oh, or, yeah. or inversely. Yeah. Okay, all right. Then. It's all about the number of people who okay. get the wrong answer, get the wrong answer the in their vote. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay, that makes sense. Right, I, I think it's true because I believe everything that anyone ever says to me. <laughs> uh, Paul? Paul? I'm going to say a lie. Paul's gonna, is that a tactical, tactical choice? It can't be a tactical because there's 300 people. That Honestly, do you think that it's true or not? I think it could be true. It could be true. Uh, it, 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 unless you've changed the title of the film and the actors or whatever, it could be a different film. But I feel like that experience ha- happened. I haven't seen Something's Gotta Give. No, nor have I. And so I don't know if there is a scene in which they're all in Paris and it's cold. Yeah. And it's all in Paris. It's the whole film's in Paris. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. Would, we would look up more details if this was a, just the three of us and not the listeners. Imagine if we watched the movie, Paul, on DVD. Yeah. And there's a scene where like, they're outside a bar <laughs> and you look through the window and there's Amber's face all excited. <laughs> like, there's Keanu Reeves. Imagine. <laughs> anyway, I think it's true. But yeah, go on, what? I'll say it's true. Paul says it's true too. But listeners, you decide, is it true or is it a lie? Go to the page for the episode. Uh, you'll find the poll, not the poll. No, uh, I've done that already. <laughs> and then you can tell us whether you think it's true or it's, if it's a lie. Um, I'm next. Next. Oh, okay, you ask Paul. Hold on. Now, do you remember what my um, story thing was? No, but I'm going to read it out, aren't I? No, because no, it's up above. Okay. But my story was uh, I accidentally knocked down a wall in a Japanese friend's apartment. Okay. I knocked the wall down. So you've got some questions. Oh, there. yeah, your scrollage is the other way around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. So Antonio uh, says... Hello, how Antonio. D- how did you do it? Um, Great first question. Yeah, that's probably the whole thing, isn't it, really? Straight to it. Straight yeah. to the point. So basically, I'd been at my friend's apartment with a few other people. We'd had the evening there. We'd had a few drinks. I'd been drinking Japanese beer. And then I was leaving, and I went to put my shoes on. And you know... I don't know if you do the same thing, but I always do this. When you put your shoes on, you kind of lift one foot up to tie the laces. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was doing that. I was like balancing on one foot while I was tying the laces of my other uh, shoe, uh, sort of putting the shoe on, balancing on one foot. And I lost my balance and I went over and I, I, land, I sort of went into the wall. Now, I do this sometimes. I'm a bit clumsy. Sometimes I will knock into the wall and the wall will stop me and I'll lean on the wall and I'll finish putting my shoe on, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. This time I went over, I hit the wall a little harder than I had first expected and the wall was not prepared. The wall wasn't ready <laughs> and the wall gave way. Was this one of these Japanese sliding doors that it, you see in films? It wasn't I'd... a brick wall. No, certainly not. Okay. But it was a thin wall, a dividing <laughs> wall in a Japanese flat and it, and it came away. Okay. Sort of round the top and the sides, it came away. Right. Okay. Molly says... Hello, Molly. What was your friend's name? Is he or she? Is it he or she? Is he or she Japanese? It's a she. She's Japanese. Her name is Kazumi. Great. All right. That was the owner of the the wall. The poor owner of the (laughs) wall. Anonymous says, Luke, what was the reaction of your friend when you did it? She was like... Because she's Japanese. No, she was. <laughs> it was complicated. I have to say, it was awkward. It was very, very <laughs> awkward. You know, it was uncomfortable and embarrassing. So she was. I think she was shocked. I mean, I just did damage her apartment quite badly. Uh, but she was very nice about it, and she was. She was very sweet about it. 
um, and everything was all right as far as I could tell. But I'm sure that she was really annoyed. But she, to me, she was very sweet and very nice about it. Mm. And it was like, ah, you know, it was obviously like a really bad thing. But she made a lot of effort to make me feel like I, I, I wasn't a huge asshole, <laughs> even though I was. So she was very nice about it. Okay, I'm trying to find out if somebody else has asked the question I want to ask. Don't worry about that. Um, when you knocked down, what was on the other side of the wall? A bedroom. Okay, so it's through the bedroom. It wasn't like to the outdoor, no, to somebody no, else's it wasn't. Apartment. It wasn't like an, uh, one of those main structural okay. walls. It was a dividing wall. Okay. Uh, great. So, uh, Christopher. Hello, Christopher. Uh, first of all, this Lion Game series is a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, how much did you drink? How much had you drunk? How much had I drunk? Yeah, because it's this amount that I drank before the accident. Yeah, yeah. So not he's, how much he, I drank. He's after. learning English pretty how well. Much had yeah. I drunk? I had drunk. Oh, I don't know. I can't really remember. It was probably about six cans of beer. I imagine. Okay, so you were pretty mm. wasted. Yeah. Well, s- small cans, but small yeah, cans. I was Asahi, Asahi or Kirin. I can't remember. Okay. Probably Asahi. Okay, because that's what I used to drink in Japan. About, I think I remember buying about six little cans, and I probably drank them all. Okay, Hiroshi says hello, Hiroshi. He says, "Was that wall made out of paper or something like that?" Something like that. So I've got a question. I'm not entirely sure, Hiroshi, what the wall was made of. I didn't spend a lot of time studying the material because he says usually you can't knock down a wall. That's right. You would imagine that usually you can't knock a wall down. But this was, as I said, one of those dividing walls. The material was, it, it wasn't strong. It wasn't like thick wood. It wasn't s- bricks and mortar. It was some sort of composite material, which was not designed to withstand uh, the weight of a full-grown English man full of beer falling into it in a clumsy and, and uh, careless manner. Okay. And so I'm not sure what it was made of, but it wasn't brick and stuff. It, okay. it was just composite material. Amber has a question. And did you pay for it to get fixed or in any way help getting it fixed? Um, well, I offered. Um, I offered. And in the end, um, Kazumi said it was all right and that I didn't need to pay. She was, as I said, she was very, very sweet mm-hmm. and wonderful about it. I didn't pay for the damage. I feel bad. I still do. Is she is she still your friend? Uh, uh, yeah, we're we're friends on Facebook. Okay, but oh. I haven't actually directly spoken to her for a long time. Hey, uh, still some uh, still on Hir- 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 okay. Hiroshi here. Were you injured? I was on- only my pride was injured. Hiroshi, okay. were you dancing in the room? No, you were uh, no because it was. He said, shoes. "How can you knock down the wall?" Mm. Kicked question mark. So we've established how you knocked down the wall. I, I sort of went you into it with my over. shoulder as I sort of right. fell over a little bit. Okay. Les Vues QC. I Here's, don't know how to pronounce that I word. don't know either. Can you tell us how to pronounce phonetically your name, please? Uh, Les Vues QC. That would be great so that when you participate in further podcasts, we can correctly pronounce your uh, name. Amber, have you noticed that Paul's, Paul is hosting the podcast at this moment? <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Paul's English podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. What kind of house was that? It's just some Japanese apartment. Just some. Ja- was just it old or new? Traditional or modern? Well, no, it wasn't traditional. It was quite modern. It it it, uh, 
It wasn't like one of those mansion-style Japanese buildings. Okay. It was just a standard Japanese apartment in a building with lots of other apartments in it. Okay. Okay. Was the wall made of wood or concrete? We've established we, we don't. You didn't we know don't composite know, stuff. Not, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, what was the relationship between you and that friend? Do you guys still keep in touch? I already asked that. Sorry. She's a friend of mine. Uh, she used to be a student at the school where I taught. We became friends with a bunch of other teachers, that, and so we used to hang out. And that's it. Cool. How did she? He or she react? I, I we know. <laughs> just noticed you're wearing a Luke's English <laughs> yeah, podcast T-shirt. I was just like, hold while on, doing an episode <laughs> of Luke's English. Saw it in the television. I was like, oh so, my. Yes, I got a little hot. I I opened the buttons on my shirt, and Paul and Amber have just realised I'm wearing a Luke's English podcast T-shirt. <laughs> are they available to buy on your they website? Are, yeah, you can buy them on the website. Oh. Great, buy them on the website. Uh, Miriam, shipping, shipping costs might be outrageously expensive. <laughs> Miriam, yes. says. Why were you in your friend's house? We'd been, we'd gone there. I'd been, I'd been invited with some other friends, and uh, so it was like a gang of like Japanese people, a gang of uh, uh, foreigners, and we were there having a drink and, a, and dinner. It was nice, fun time. Okay, was it a traditional Japanese house with paper walls? We've talked We've about talked that. About that. Uh, can you describe the house? Yeah, I've already described it. Yeah. Right? yeah. How did that happen? We know about that. What was your friend's reaction when you heard about that? Did you pay for the charges? We found about that. Yeah. Uh, I can go on, but I think it's enough. Okay. Yeah, Thanks, okay Miriam. then. I That's, think we've established. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on, Yaron. Hello, Yaron. Uh, this interactive version is a good idea, Paul. Thanks very much, Yaron. <laughs> well done, Yaron. <laughs> Uh, although I'm kind of regretting it now because I don't think it's as good as the normal line. What are you game. talking about? It's brilliant. It's uh, it's difficult because it's it, it's more difficult to find out if the person's lying or not. But anyway, the listeners are engaged. Luke, aren't they? I've got no question for you. I'm sure that you're telling the truth. Just kidding. Dot dot dot. My questions to you are because you always tell the truth. I think right. that's the in joke. I can't lie. Yeah. Uh, what was the wall made of? Found out about that. Wow, bricks, autoclaved, aerated concrete. It wasn't Whoa. autoclave, aerated concrete, Yaron. <laughs> It, it was it was some other kind of yeah. Yaron's in the building industry, obviously. Exactly. How did it happen? We found out. Uh, did you do it with bare hands or with some tool? Okay, we found out like hammer, okay. for example. Shoulder. It was my shoulder. Shoulder, mainly. All right, Mark. That's a tool. Says Luke. What about your location specifically in Japan? Does your friend's city have many wooden houses? Um, I, I was in the Kanagawa prefecture area of Japan. Specifically, the town was um, Zushi. Which is just near the coast. Zushi. Do they eat a lot of sushi there? <laughs> Very good. Very good, Paul. Yes, they do eat a lot of sushi <laughs> in Zushi. I can't believe what you said that. Oh. They, no, actually, they do eat a do lot they? of sushi in Zushi. Is that why it's called sushi? Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, no, they, they do have a lot of traditional wooden houses in the area, but this particular one wasn't made of wood. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, okay, Antonio, Luke, how did you put down the wall? Done. We've talked about that. E says, Luke, I think you're a way too well-behaved guy to knock anything down. Walk anything, knock anything down, but maybe you did it. That's uh, it. Okay. Uh, uh, even though I slapped a teacher on the back of the head. That's how I responded. So E said, I think you're too well-behaved to have knocked down a but wall. That was his last And I responded by story. saying, oh, well, even though I slapped a teacher oh, on the back okay. of the head once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In reference to the, That's true, one yeah. of the previous episodes. Yeah, good question. Why you, what? Yeah, good question. Nowadays, students are allowed to do nearly everything... Is this? This is what E responded. She said, "Good question." Nowadays, uh, never mind. Just okay. skip it. Move on. Like a, uh, Move so on. So maybe uh, the roof of all evil. You're okay. Keep going. Anyway, seasons greetings. Okay, uh, the roof of all. Oh, seasons, okay. Seasons oh, sorry. You've just copied and pasted. I see what yeah. you mean now. Okay, that's it. That's the, they're all the questions. All the questions. All right, that's it. So, guys, uh, what do you? What are your thoughts? It's true because Luke can't lie. I mean, it sounds like a pretty convincing story. I'll admit. Yeah, I think I think Luke is capable of knocking down a Japanese wall in his drunken state. 
It seems plausible. He was yeah. only telling us earlier how he's the biggest person in the whole of Japan yeah, when he yeah, was yeah. there. They yeah. built walls to withstand Japanese drunkenness. Even, Not Anglo drunkenness. Even when Japanese people are drunk, they, they still manage to... They still you know, keep their balance. They tr- yeah, they do. They don't go around smashing into walls. I'm, you know what? The they English, do get pretty drunk, though, the Japanese. They, they, they do. like a drink. Oh, and I, I like just, them for that. I'm like going to say do. no. I'm going to, just to go against the grain, I'm going to say it's a lie. Okay, and I'm I think say it's true. because it's, a sim- it's an easy enough story to make up. Mm. Um... Uh, the of the details of which you can he could tell us anything about the house and we'd go all right because we've never been, I've never been to Japan I don't know what really so I I think it's an easy enough story to be like maybe it almost happened once and then you've just invented the rest one of thing it. I, one thing I, I I could add is that whenever I when I was in Japan I always felt like I was this huge that I was just too big and too clumsy mm-hmm. and I was always aware that I could easily cause a lot of damage and you know even stuff like Stuff like furniture, I felt, was like made out of material that could easily be broken. It felt like everything was made of pasta. <laughs> you know, like dry pasta? Yeah, yeah. You know, brittle. That's how, yeah, yeah, it felt yeah. like it was all brittle. And I was like a bull in a china shop, especially mm. after a few drinks. But uh, you might feel like that, but not actually break things. Mm. I'm still going to go mm. true. I'm going to go false just to Right, go on and hand okay. over the questions. Well, right. again, listeners, I would say it's over to you. So, do you think I'm lying? Did I really knock down a wall in a Japanese friend's apartment? Or is that completely made up? What do you think? Go to the page for the episode and you can vote in the poll. Okay. Um, how do I get down? So, look, I'll show you. Okay, hold on. I've gone, done, I've gone a different route. Now okay. we have questions for Paul. Questions for Paul. So Amber, remind us... Amber is now the host. Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, my story was that I got bullied uh, by Guy Berryman uh, in school. Guy Berryman was the bass player in the in the now hugely internationally successful group Coldplay. He still is, yeah. He still is the bass player in Coldplay. So the point is that you got bullied by him at school. Yes. Bullied? Picked on. Picked, Picked on, on, like, yeah. He made fun of me. Okay. Okay, um, Hitoshi's got a lot of questions for you. Okay. How old were you? How old was I? Uh, between 12 and... Th- uh, tw- uh, um, year 7. Tw- uh, 12... To 13. Okay. But I would have just turned 12. And how did he bully you? How did he bully me? He called me names. Okay. Uh, like what? Paul? <laughs> no, like Paul. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> no, he called me Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning? Grease Lightning, yeah. Grease Lightning. Oh, come lightning. on. And he would actually... You need a bit more than that. All right. That's not bullying. That's quite cool. No, it, 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 yeah, the, the, a lot of people made fun of me at school and called me Grease Lightning. What? Uh, Why Grease Lightning? So when I was 12, my hero was David Beckham. Yeah, so fair he enough. Was, he was, uh, at the time, uh, playing for Manchester United and they were just doing like great. They'd won everything and it was whatever. And he played yeah. for England. and uh, He had he, very nice hair. He, well, this is the thing. He, he didn't have very nice hair. Right. Because now when you look at it, if you look at photos of David Beckham from uh, that period of time, he had curtains, uh, like a, a centre parting down the middle with curtains. Yeah. And because mm-hmm. my head isn't straight, like it's a bit curly and a bit thick. Yeah. Right. I attempted <gasps> to do this. You wanted curtains. I wanted curtains. You greased it down. I, I put an... It, excessive amount of brill cream who he was sponsoring for David Beckham was sponsoring brill cream yeah or they was yeah he was doing the adverts for brill cream and so I would grease my hair sponsoring David Beckham I'd grease my hair into curtains and I 
It was called Grease Lightning. Just once school. into those tra- tragic curtains, or did you mm, persist? I think it was for like a good few months. So it felt like a years, but at the time, you know, when time yeah, goes. Yeah. So basically, mm. in an effort to look like your idol, David Beckham, mm-hmm. who was sponsored by Brill Cream, the hair product, yes. you attempted to replicate his haircut by using said Brill Cream. Yeah, but uh, I needed a lot more of it. But than you he... needed lots, and you put a lot on because, you know, you were trying to... Because your hair was curly. Great. Mm. And it ended up with you looking very greasy. Yeah. And so they called and you I was grease. a pretty fat kid as well. Oh, yeah, oh. like fat with curtains. So grease lightning is the expression we use when you're talking about something that goes very fast. Like but lightning goes very fast, but if yeah, it's got I, grease on it, it's going to go, well, go I think even it was faster. From the, it's from the, it's it's from from the musical. musical. From the they would sing, grease. The, they would sing, they'd go, go grease, grease lightning. As I, as I walked into the locker room, grease lightning, go grease lightning. Paul, I'm feeling very sensitive at the moment. I might well up here. I can't bear the idea idea of bullying you know i've got oh, a yeah. child it's, it's yeah. a savage out there i mean it led to it led to uh to a cut in my eye what at some stage what, yeah. what, we got into they a fight threw things yeah at you? No, well yeah they threw things at me yeah what did they throw at you I, like, well Rocks. you're asking the question hold on hold on okay let, let, uh how did you bully you we got okay could you manage to stop it no when you're when you're when oh. you're in year seven and you're starting secondary school it's impossible to stop any bullying. Oh my god, I the can't take it. Bullying is just a fact, and you have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah that's true, though, isn't but, it? Oh, um, okay. Um, w- w- do you, would you like to see him now? Guy Berryman, the bass player from Coldplay. <laughs> just establishing. <laughs> yeah. That. Would I? Would I like to see? Yeah. I. I mean, it would be fun to see him again. Yeah. And um, what would you say now. to him if you did see him? I. I did create that English. Is that okay? That's great. Okay. If you did see him now, what would you say to him? Well, it depends on the context. I think if I saw him with his fellow band members, I'm I don't know, I wouldn't bring it up because I'd be I'd be too too impressed yeah, that you were meeting like, Coldplay. Yeah, if I was hanging out with Coldplay, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, guy, do you remember that time when uh, when we were at school and uh, you were picking on me?" Yeah. Mm. So you wouldn't be tempted to be like, "Hey, guy, congratulations on, you know, all of the musical success and the best-selling albums and the worldwide fame." Yeah. Do you remember me? Yeah. Do yeah. the words greased lightning mean anything to you, <laughs> guy? As you slam him over the head with a bass guitar. Yeah, no, I, I would, I'd probably bring it, it depends how long I'd, I'd spend with them. You know, if it was like a 10 minute thing, like backstage at one of their gigs, I wouldn't bring it up. But if we were out in the pub and having a chat, because me, like if we were out in the pub having a chat with the four members of Coldplay. Because yeah, Guy Berryman's going to be like, oh, never mind the sound check. Yeah. I want to go for a pint with Paul. Yeah, yeah, no. If I made it as a massive comedian some stage, right. uh, I, and I could actually get in touch with him, then, yeah, we'd br- I'd, I'd talk about it, yeah. Okay. For a laugh. And we'd probably have a laugh and, you know. We'd uh, say, hey, you bullied me. And he'd go, oh, God, I did. But anyway, you're a hugely successful international comedian now. Yeah. So everything's yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, okay, then. Um, Molly uh, asks, when did you get bullied by uh, Guy Berryman? We've answered that. Yep. Anonymous says, where were you educated how old were you? We've established. Did Guy Berryman know his bandmates at the time? So where were you educated? What's uh, the, sorry, what's the singer from Coldplay called again? Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Was Chris Martin involved? No, they they they, they, they all met at university. Okay. Uh, and so where were you educated? So I where was, was this school? Uh, this was the school was called uh, Kent College in Canterbury. Okay. Uh, and so I was I was in year seven, and Guy's a few years older than me. I think he was in sixth form. Well, you've just answered the next question because uh, our next person asks, "Who was the next person?" Chris Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. good old Christopher. He says, "How old are you? It, you seem too young." Guy is thirty-eight, but he was a big kid picking on you. Yeah, so yeah. Guy now is thirty-eight. Uh, How old are you now? Twenty-nine. 
God, that's that's about nine years difference. He might have yeah. re- redone a year. Guy. Yeah. Maybe Guy stayed on a few years. Yeah. That's nine years of difference, though. Was he, was Guy a student at the school, or was he just hanging out there because he had nothing else to do? One of those older kids who hangs out at the school, like a weird older kid or something. It's a good question, actually. I'm not saying Guy Berriman is. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we don't he know w- that Christopher has got the right information. No, I uh, I remember him being in sixth form. So, like the sixth the old- form are bullying a new kid. Well, because it might. He's sc- a. It's my school, he's a Canterbury, uh, Kent College in Canterbury is a... He's a Kent. It's a private school. Absolute. You know, in private schools, first of all, I was, was, I was called Taylor. All right, Taylor. All right, Taylor. Mm. Uh, and so it's just, it was, there was like maybe 250 students in the whole school. Maybe that's a little bit more or less. Anyway, the, it was, you know, when you're year seven, like you, when you join secondary school, you get beaten up and picked on quite a bit by the older kids. Can I yeah. just point something out about Christopher's question? Yeah. Christopher says that uh, Guy Berryman is 38. Uh, and you said, well, maybe he's wrong. It seems to me that Christopher has been doing his research. He has, hasn't he? He looked up IMDb. I think Christopher has been Googling this stuff. He's checked out the age of Guy Berryman. He checked the IMDb for your name. He did, didn't he? And so Christopher seems to be very thorough. He does. So I think that Christopher, I think Christopher, Christopher is probably right. But about then, if he was in the sixth form and Paul was a new kid, that does actually work out. Okay, but would a sixth former really pick on a little kid? It, it seems a bit unfair. in a school that was that small. Yeah. Oh, because it was really small. Because why old, would like, you the be kids doing that were leaving PE together? Would, would, like the kids, there was oh, I can't remember what the day was called, but there was a day at the end of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> 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 no, there was a day at the end of the whole school year where the older kids would then like burn the place, not burn what? the place down. But they would they would do like they stuff as havoc. they were leaving the school. Oh, like the last day, the big like kids, the egg and flower the big, stuff. Yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so big I kids. I can't remember what it was called. There was a specific name for this day. Yeah, big yeah, yeah. kids would have their last day and they would do crazy things like yeah. they would throw eggs at people. Yeah, yeah. It was Everyone did that. Yeah. 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 But we got, like, yeah. We, in, basically, the, the, the kids in the oldest form uh, would make fun of the kids in the youngest form as they joined the school. Oh, okay. It, like, almost like oh, okay. an initiation type oh, okay. of thing. Right, like a rag week kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Yeah. Like, a, like that bisoutage. What do they call it in English? Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, oh, like there's, a that, there's a special word for it, but I can't remember. An initiation, right? Yeah, you know when like you join like a club in America, they have yeah. that, that special it's ceremony. Actually, it's like they call it hazing. Hazing, hazing that's the yeah. Word in the United States, yeah, or an initiation. Okay, um, QC Levu QC says, uh, "When did that happen to you? We know, and what happened? Okay, we know. Do you still know Berryman? No." You don't. No. Why did he bully you? We you know. Was it because he was just an arsehole or something? He, uh, he was definitely an arsehole, QC. Or, s- or something, yeah. Or something, in my opinion. Miriam, Mariam, sorry, uh, says, when and where was that? We know. How old are you? Got it. Was he in the band yet? No, because they met in university. Okay. How did he bully you? We know that. How did you react? How did he react, Paul? It hurt me, obviously. Oh. No, it did, it, it's not that it hurt me. Like, when you get bullied, it's, it's... It's not nice. No, it's not nice that people agree. For some reason, I decided not... I decided... I didn't straight away cut my hair and change the thing All because... Right. Because I you, think you toughed it out a bit. You're like, screw you guys. I'm not going to change just for you. No, I'm I think it was, my I think it was more... But it was, it's worse because if the next day you come in looking... That's my thing. Like, you know, they, they know that they've really, even if they're going to carry on criticizing him, even if you might realize it was a bit silly to grease down your curtains, you can't just, <laughs> you can't just give in to bullies straight did. away. You can't let the bullies win. 
Well, you look, you, you let yourself open for more damage. Yeah, right. Good yeah. move, Paul. I think it was the right I thing don't, to I, do. I mean, I don't remember how long it took me. Obviously, I changed it, but it was just, it was more annoying than anything. As I said, eventually I got like a, uh, so the, one of the things they would do on the last day, for some reason, we had um, like a, uh, we called it the quad, but it was basically like a, the locker rooms were all side by side. And so the older kids locker room was the furthest away from the year seven locker, locker room. room. Uh, uh, basically uh, where you would put like a, a room with lockers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a locker room. Very, very well done. Yeah. Uh, where you put your like books and bags and stuff in between okay. lessons. It's like where it's like a little metal box and you, yeah. you have a so key. So there were each, each, each year had a locker room. Right. Right. Okay. And so, uh, and there, there was like a, f- so at some stage, basically the year seven kids, we, we went out and for some reason there was like a, uh, a shop in the, in the, where you could buy cans of Coke and chocolate biscuits and stuff like that. Tuck shop. Tuck shop. Mm. I was going to say tuck shop, but I, pre- I presumed it was too private schooly. For no, tuck, no, we had tuck, a tuck shop. All right, tuck cool. shop. So there was yeah. a tuck shop and uh, we would get stuff. And uh, one afternoon they decided to throw cans of full uh, Coke, Coke and Sprite and stuff. No. At, like, a cr- like on the floor initially. So that because what you would do is you take the can, you throw it on the floor towards the other locker room. Uh, and it would it would explode as it was going, and then the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the sugar water would just go. So you like yeah. they would throw the cans of coke into the room, and the cans of coke would explode, sending coke flying everywhere. Yeah, like across the thing, and eventually, uh, one came. We were all standing outside the locker room, and one can came in the middle. It kind of split the crowd, so we both like you know the two lines of people spread out as the can went in the middle. It's like, and then I turned around, and then a can hit me in the head. Oh, uh, mm. and it, it's it cut me just in part of my eyebrow goes the wrong way because of that. <gasps> I see, um, and I. But that wasn't bleeding. just you; that was everyone. They were. Oh bleeding. yeah, they were. Yeah, it wasn't specifically so aimed at me. Paul has a scar on his face. It must be true. Yeah, or no, is he was- Harry Potter? He does yeah, look like Harry Potter. I do. <laughs> Hang on, is your name Harry? Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Oh my we, God, we a, is your name Harry Potter? We went off on a tangent. Um, what was the question? Oh, Paul. How I'm did just... I react? Yeah, I, I mean, that particular case, I, I, I my face it. was bloody and I went to the San, it was called the sanatorium, I think. I guess mm. not sanatorium. Doctors, the doctors. The, the nurse. The nurse. Yeah. Uh, all right, any more questions? Amber? Yes, E says, Paul, um, you know, he says, he says, who the she, hell could have uh, E? Says okay. E says, uh, "Who the hell could have bullied you?" Question mark. It definitely can't be true. And I would like to say, E, that does seem logical because Paul is such an exceptionally nice, funny, cool guy. It seems awful that anyone could bully him. But then, you know, people do use humour as a shield. And he does have naive eyes, as we've already established. <laughs> so and he, he was the new kid a lot. And if he did, if he was a fat boy with curtains, <laughs> I might have. Bullied him myself. Really? <laughs> He's asking for it, wasn't he? Basically, coming here in our school, f- looking all fat with greasy <laughs> curtains. He's asking for it. And French. That's the voice of Guy Berryman. Um, okay, then. So, uh, and then uh, Yaron says, um, uh, "What was your age? We know that. How many times? Not twelve or thirteen. It did happen again and again. For the for the time that I had the curtains, it would be like I'd walk around and people would just be like go grease lightning, go grease lightning." Um, so yeah. it happens on multiple occasions, yeah. Okay. And then the last question... I mean, it wasn't only him as well. It was everyone. Yeah. Was you just funny. chose him because but he's famous. Could, yeah, because he's famous. So I, was, I, I could have said my mate uh, Chris Price uh, <laughs> bullied me when I was at school. But it right. would have been fun. Oh, you chose Guy Berryman. Yeah. And that's why he's a comedian. You know, he chooses the funny angle. He's not just choosing his mate. Yeah. Anyway, um, how old were you? have got that. If this happened in school... 
would you like to give us the school name? Would you, you've given us the school name? Kent College in Canterbury. Kent uh, being the the, the, the the county. The county, but the school and is called Kent College. that is the last of the questionies. Oh, there we go. Okay. Can I just say, I remember reading something from Hiroshi that said something. He made a joke and it was... Oh, can we, can did I, I, I Hiroshi I was here. It said, Hiroshi said, Paul, um, maybe you were misunderstanding his name as Guy Bullyman <laughs> when you were young. <laughs> Not Guy Berryman, oh, Guy Bullyman. That's on par with the Russian joke. It's pretty good, right? Uh, that is good, though. Guy Bullyman, not Guy... guy especially if, if you'd say that with a Japanese accent as well, it works. Yeah. Guy Bullyman. I... It sort of is yeah, more works. similar. Yeah. I'm buying it. I, you I, are? I can imagine Paul getting bullied for lots of reasons. I can too. <laughs> oh, thanks. Because even though he says... <laughs> for lots of reasons. No, because kids are cruel and, um, and everyone, everyone can get bullied. Yeah. Um... I think Go Grease Lightning, in terms of bullying, I've heard worse. Yeah. So that seems about the right kind of, you know, level of bullying. It's, it's not, it's not, they didn't call him a fucking, you know, they weren't, re- it wasn't really mean. Well, usually bu- bu- bullying, I mean, you know, there are different levels. Sometimes it's really genuinely serious and really bad. But often being picked on, the kids usually are fairly creative, aren't they, in the way that they pick on kids and go grease lightning. They even used to do the eyes. They used to do the dance moves as well with it. <laughs> they used Beckham. to do like go grease lightning. Okay. And Beckham was big. Curtains were big. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen a number of dodgy pictures with friends of your age with curtains. I remember boys with curtains. So Beckham was big. Curtains were big. I don't Paul remember the Brill cream. As well at the time. Yeah, Paul was big. I can imagine. I've gone from one big to another type of big, right? That's right. Oh. Yes. Um, So in terms of a a bully, I think that kind of fits in. They'd have probably known Grease Lightning because it was sort of popular and they might have done it in school play. For me, Amber, really, right, the the, the point is uh, that the bullying thing could easily be true, but was Guy Berryman or Guy Bullyman (laughs) involved? Yes, that's I don't like sticking, Coldplay. The sticking, I don't like Coldplay much either. So I want to tarnish their name with the mud of bullying. So you want to suggest that they're that 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 one of the members of this group is just least, a low down dirty bully, no good rotten goddamn son of a bitch. Even if he said it just in jest, and his chant was picked up by the masses, I'm still happy to they tarnish his name. They still sing that at their concerts now. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Tokyo! Hello Rio de Janeiro! We'd like to do this song now as an encore for Mr. Paul Taylor. I know you're out there, Paul. Mm. One, two, three, four. Go Grease Lightning. Does it bring back memories? Horrible yeah. memories. Oh, I Yeah, I think, I mean, and I also think, yeah, I'm going to go with yes. And I think Paul's reaction didn't sort out the curtains straight away, but ultimately did because he knew deep down they were wrong. And now look at him. It was probably when Beckham changed his hair back to something else that I changed it. I don't remember. Brill cream, though. Did Beckham get sponsored by Brill cream? It seems so old. I don't remember. I think, to be honest, Beckham has been sponsored by every person. Every company under the sun. Because I was a big fan of D. Beckham. Were you? I mean, just like a sort of visually... This was way before he was. When he opened his mouth, it was a different story. Yeah, this is way before all of that, though. This is when he was uh, in his Manchester United days, which was before he was ever. When he was just a top. Yeah. He was always good looking. Mm. With his kit off. Some of his photos. I don't know. I'm not looking at him with his curtains. And your your. Oh yes, I do remember those curtains. Do you remember the blonde curtains? The David Beckham curtains. Oh, I love. Great moment here for the podcast where Paul. Yeah, I mean, just type into Google. 
<laughs> Listeners, just type in David Beckham. Curtains. 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 I should just clarify that curtains... You might a, be able to get curtains it's a, it's with David f- Beckham on them. Curtains is a form of hair style the that was quite popular the oh, yes. in the 90s oh yeah uh, the mm. mid to early to mid 90s and the curtains was basically there we go <laughs> oh i see <laughs> it was a, it was a parting down the a center down yeah. the center so the hair kind of comes down on both sides like a pair of curtains Ooh. you know and there we've just seen a picture there's of David some more there's Beckham. his blonde curtains they, they are Ooh, quite greasy they're pretty aren't greasy they? aren't they see? yeah and so i had to look like that I didn't have to look like that. I chose to look like that. Let's. <laughs> but because of the curly nature of your hair, you oh, that's that's more what I look like because I my hair color is more similar to that. I see. So oh. that's I would walk around school like. We're that. looking at vintage are, Beckham here. We're looking at pictures of Beckham from around 1994, vintage Beckham. He's still a Also, I think part of the reason why they look greasy is because he was obviously playing football and probably sweating, whereas I wasn't. I was just walking <laughs> around school sweating because I was fat <laughs> with curtains. <laughs> okay. All right. So you think it's true then? I think it's true because I th- I think that I could imagine every everyone's been bullied a little bit more or less. It's not the worst bullying. I can imagine him having curtains. It sort of fits in with the time, and I could imagine him being uh, a bit tubby. Why not? We've all yeah. looked shit when we were younger. Yeah. Um, so you think it's true? Yeah. I think that the whole thing sounds really true. I'm just not sure about this weird random guy Berryman, the bass player from Coldplay. Element. It seems so such a random thing. And I don't think that Guy Berryman has been in the news recently. I don't know why Paul would immediately have that name in his mind. Unless he watched... A, would he watch a video of Guy Berryman in the morning or no, something? No, well, I mean, I'm a, why, I'm, a, all right, I'm a pretty big fan of Coldplay. Ah. So I like them. And it so was, you would know the name of the bass player. sweet. Well, yeah, but... It's, okay, so this all came about because we were... Me, my, my friend Chris... Lebre- have you met Chris, the ginger head? Uh, have you got a friends? gang of I've, ginger friends? I, I've got a lot of friends who are ginger who are called Chris. Weirdly. Weird. I've got four of them. Anyway, uh. he's, he's a, one of my best friends. And uh, I went to school with him from 12. And when I went to Madrid, uh, I lost touch with him. But then when I came back, we went back. We, we ended up at the same college, which wasn't the same place. But anyway, it was when we were talking uh, with Addy at some stage. And, and, and it came up in conversation that Guy Berryman was... This whole story came up at a pub. Right. And, and you were like, hey, remember that Guy Berryman used no, to no, bully me? No, 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 no. Because I'd, cause I'd no. forgotten that he was... A, you'd lose... You forget, like, you like, okay, cool. You're like, I don't remember... You don't really remember older kids' names. But yeah. it came about in the conversation. Remember that time when you had curtains like David Beckham and yeah. we were getting bullied? Do you remember, like, Guy Berryman, the bassist from Coldplay, he used to be at our school. And I was like, what? I don't, and then we went and he was so like, yeah, I, I, he remembered the story better than I did. So maybe right. he was up. just there. He didn't do the bullying. He was party to the bullying though, wasn't he? He well, didn't he was, stop he, it. He was like, no, no, he did. Like he remembered, he was like, no, he definitely he was th- part of the gang. And I was like, really? And then so I had to look it up on Wikipedia and I was like, I don't, I don't remember Guy, but, and then, yeah, he was, ah. he, I was like, oh, he oh, was it's, tr- it's so, it's true. It's true. You just think it's true? I think it's true. Okay. I think it's true. All right, well, <sighs> Come on, curtains. No one would freely admit no, I, to curtains. I totally believe all of that. I'm just wondering if it's Guy Berryman. But I've got no reason to think that it's not true, really. It's just suspicion. Mm. Go okay. with your, say, gonna, say no, then. I, I'm, okay, okay. The opposite. No, I'm not doing it tactically. There I are just, no tactics. I've got a reasonable level of... I, okay, thinking about it, I have a reasonable level of suspicion. Enough to think that... I think it could be a lie. I'm going to say it's okay. a lie. Okay. Partly also because I'm always too trusting, right? I always yeah. think it's true. I think this one's a lie. It's true. Mm. Uh, s- all right, so 
Uh, don't tell us, Paul, if I it's won't. true or if it's a lie, because now the listeners have to decide. And listeners, you can go onto the page for this episode at teacherluke. There'll be a poll. There will Paul. be a poll, not a poll. <laughs> We've done. Uh, that's, uh, it's a third time that's now. Third or fourth time. That's it's one of my major yeah, it, jokes. But it show. links to a joke that Paul says that oh, we've not God. told. You know when the Americans? No, but we've. You've already established that in previous episodes. Has what, when he? the Americans are like, oh, your name Starbucks. Paul. You went to Starbucks, yeah, okay. and so you're like, hi, I'm Paul. And they're like, Paul. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Like, Paul are you dancer? now telling Paul's jokes? I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. That's. What I'm just I, reminding the audience that I'd already told Paul's right. jokes. Um, anyway, all right. Good. Sorry, I don't mean to okay, stand then. on your jokes, Paul. 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 Yeah, good. Um, so, yes, you can, listeners, you can go to the page, as I've already said. And what do you think? Do you think Paul is lying or is he telling the truth? Uh, vote in the poll. and About uh, Paul. About Paul. And we'll see. So there's Amber's story. There's my story. There's Paul's story. When we get back together again in we'll, four months' time. We'll give, we'll give you all the answers. We'll actually give you the answers. And the person who... Yeah. The winner will be the person who's had the most amount of people get it wrong. Get it wrong. That's right. We should write down our things in case it's tight. Okay. Like what we've decided for each other. Uh, you know, in case it's equal and it's like, oh, you said it was true and false. All right. We'll figure it out. We'll I'll, figure it I'll out. find out. I'll, I'll, I'll do that on the website. Yeah. Okay, then. I'm going to leave it on this dramatic cliffhanger where we don't know the results. We'll just say we'll come back again soon. So you guys... Um, yeah, what's happening? What are you doing now? I'm going to crash, pick up Hugo. Okay, you're going to go and pick up Hugo? In the rain. Do you want an umbrella? Yeah. I'll give you an umbrella. Thanks. Paul? I don't know. We, we, I, we've, just we, got, we've got a show in three hours, so... Yeah. Going to hang just, out? Uh, just, just hang, hang out, out unless we'll hang you, you want to do something... Not particularly. ...without me. No, I, uh, I think I'm going to go to the loo. Okay. Um, you didn't need to know that. <laughs> uh, I think there's... Inst- that the first thing to do is to bring this episode to a close. Yeah. So that we can all carry on with our lives. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do a bye-bye-bye for the previous episode. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. Do you want to do one now? Yeah. I guess we should. Okay, listeners, you know what to do. Vote, true or lie, you decide. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. Bye. What's up, my people, my podcast people in the house? That's not actually the end of this episode because there's more stuff. So we're going to continue like this. So there you go. I look forward to um, reading uh, your comments and also seeing what you think based on the results of the polls, which you will find uh, on the page for this episode. This, I expect, is episode 343. If you ever wonder how to find the page for the episode, because I often say that, it's just just find the page for the episode. If you ever wonder how to do that, I'm going to give you three ways you can find the page for the episode. Four ways, in fact. No, four. So, method number one. You go to teacherluke.co.uk. In the menu, you'll see it says all episodes. Put the mouse over that and you can click all episodes archive. Boom. There's a list of all the pages for every episode of the podcast. Second way is that on teacherluke.co.uk, on the right-hand side, just scroll down a little bit and you'll see it says recent podcast episodes. And there's a list of them of probably the five or ten most recent episodes. And you can just really easily find recent episodes there. Click on the right link. Boom. You found the page for the episode. Um, Method number three is that you go to teacherluke.co.uk and you will find a little search bar. Where is the search bar? Again, it's on the right-hand side. 
Most of that useful stuff is either in the menu or in on the right-hand side of the page. You'll find a little search bar, and just in the search bar, just type in the number of the episode you're looking for. So in this case, it's 343. Just type in 343, search, and you should find um, that you'll get a list of episodes that uh, correspond to that number. Um, and 343, episode 343 should be one of them. So that's the third method. And the fourth method would be that if you're using something like iTunes or maybe Audioboom or another bit of software to catch these episodes of the podcast, um, in the information for the episode, like every episode is accompanied by about a paragraph of information from iTunes or Audioboom, there should be a link in that information. You can just click the link and it'll take you for the pe- to the page for the episode, all right? So, you know, go to the page for the episode, for this episode, and you will find polls there. Not polls. No, God, no, not that joke again. And uh, then you can vote for uh, what you think is actually going on. Are they lies? Are they the truth? Uh, get involved in the poll and we'll see who finally wins. And tr- And make sure you vote for everyone, okay? Make sh- don't just vote for one person. Make sure you vote for everyone, and that way the, the scores should be more balanced. Okay. Right, so I hope you enjoyed listening to another episode of uh, uh, this podcast featuring Amber and Paul. See, it's always fun when they're on the podcast, and according to comments, it looks like you, the listeners, agree. Um, in fact, people seem to feel that Amber, Paul, and I form quite a successful podcasting team, So naturally, we need a nickname or an acronym for the three of us because as you just noticed there when I paused, you heard me go, "Uh," right? That was me trying to think of a quick way of referring to the three of us. So we need a nickname or an acronym or something. Um, You heard us mention a couple of ideas for acronyms or nicknames in one of the previous episodes, but we didn't decide on one. You heard us talking about things like PAL or PLA, things like that. Uh, acronyms. So I want you, the listeners, to help me to choose a good acronym or a nickname for the the podcasting team of Amber, Paul and me. And here are some suggestions. All right, I'm going to read through a few suggestions, but ultimately I want you to give me your ideas. What do you think is the, the, the best nickname for, for, the, for the team of, of three of us? Okay. So first of all, we have acronyms. So obviously, that's the, the, these are acronyms based on the first letters of our names. And basically, the letters we're dealing with are A, P, and L. Obviously, A for Amber, P for Paul, L for Luke. So maybe PAL. PAL, that's quite good, isn't it? Because PAL is also a, um, a word, an informal word for a friend. Okay, like you've heard me say, my podcast PALs my podcast friends. So pal is quite good because it means friend. Um, Then there's APL, which is quite cool because APL, it's like Apple. Hmm? Apple, APL. Then there's PLA, PLA, which doesn't really mean anything. And then, you know, LPA, which is LEPA, uh, which also doesn't mean anything. And then also there's ALP, which is ALP. But we don't live in the mountains. We don't live in the Alps or anything. So uh, Alp is probably not appropriate. But, you know, let, let us know what you think. Um, feel free also to, cre- to create another acronym, if you can think of one. Perhaps featuring the letters of our 
first names and our surnames too. So you've got A, P and L for Amber, Paul and Luke. But then also you've got M, T and T. M for Minogue, T for Taylor and T for Thompson. So then you've got A, P, L, M, T, T. But players of Scrabble will notice that there's just one vowel in there. That's A. And five consonants. That's P, L, M, T, T. Two of, two of those consonants are T, which makes it quite hard to form a coherent word out of those letters. So good luck if you can find an acronym, a good acronym with A-P-L-M-T-T. Good luck. All right. Um, but we have other options. We could go for a superhero name, like a, a superhero team name, like the Fantastic Four. I think a listener called Olga suggested something like this, the Fantastic Four. But obviously there aren't four of us. Um, most of the time. Sometimes we're joined by a fourth person, but most of the time it's just three. So what we need then is a a superhero name that's got like the plus adjective plus a word for three things. Okay, so here are some ingredients. Here are some adjectives and words for three things. We're going to start with words for three things. Now, obviously, we've got three, you know, uh, like the, the something three, the amazing three or something like that. I mean, you might not agree that we're amazing, I'm not suggesting that amazing is the word. And anyway, it would work better if the adjective began with T or something, right? Um, So the something three. Three, maybe. Uh, There's also the word trio, because trio is quite nice. That's a group of three people. Like it could be a group of three singers. That's a trio. So the something trio. Uh, Then also there's the word triptych. A triptych is a set of three works of art, like, for example, three paintings that go together or three pieces of music that go together. That's a triptych. But we're not technically works of art, are we? I mean, you might consider that we are, but um, I don't expect so. Um, So triptych, trio, three, triangle. Triangle, of course, is a geometric shape with three corners and three sides. You've got a tripod. A tripod is a sort of stand with three legs. For example, a camera tripod. Uh, Then there's tricycle, which is like a bicycle or a bike, but with three wheels. So that's a tricycle. Uh, There is the word triforce, which sounds cool, uh, especially if you are a fan of the Legend of Zelda computer games, uh, because uh, the triforce is the golden triangle made from three other golden triangles arranged together. And it comes from Nintendo's Legend of Zelda series of video games. Um, And the Triforce is referred to as the golden power in ancient uh, Hylian literature. Um, Hylian or Hyrulean? I think it's Hyrulean literature, isn't it? Uh, And in the computer game, it is an omnipotent sacred relic, the Triforce, which represents the essence of the golden goddesses who created the realm of Hyrule, which is where The Legend of Zelda takes place. And the Triforce also is a symbol which appears in Japanese history, I think, as an icon representing an old Japanese family. Um, So anyway, that's the Triforce for Legend of Zelda fans. Um, Other words, you could have a trident. Trident. Now that, as well as being a brand of chewing gum, a trident is also a three-pronged spear carried by Poseidon, the god of the sea. You know Poseidon, the god of the sea? He's like a Greek god. I think he's a Greek god of the ocean. 
and uh, he's got like a trident. I wonder if uh, Aquaman, you know, the superhero, the, the, the DC Comics superhero Aquaman, does he carry a trident? He might carry a trident as well. Because I think there's going to there's going to be an Aquaman movie coming out in the cinemas fairly soon, so we'll probably associate the the trident with him. But anyway, uh, Poseidon, the god of the ocean, carries a trident. You know, like a three pronged spear, which I suppose he uses to catch fish or something. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not that familiar with the work of uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Poseidon. Um, but also, um, Britannia carries a trident. As well, Britannia is the female personification of Great Britain. You see Britannia on, for example, on the 50p coin. So they both carry tridents. Also, Trident is the name of the UK's nuclear weapons system, which is based in Scotland. It's like a submarine-based nuclear weapons defence system, Trident. Mm-hmm. And and the name of a chewing gum. Um, and then there's just the word team which is uh, it's not a word for three things, but it does begin with T. Um, okay, so there we go. That's like different, uh, different words beginning with T. Um, now, let's, let's have a look at some adjectives that begin with T. Um, now, these are, these are adjectives that, that begin with T, but not a th sound. Because if you're going to use three, you need an adjective that also has a th sound. So we'll look at some th adjectives in a moment. But these adjectives all begin with T, uh, but they don't have a th sound. So we've got the word terrific, which means great or or big or very good. That's terrific. Uh, triumphant, which means victorious or having won in battle. Like if you're triumphant, it means that you've had a triumph. You've you're victorious, maybe in a battle. Um, talkative, um, which is quite appropriate. Because if you're talkative, it just means you talk a lot. So what, you could have the talkative trio, the talkative three. Uh-huh. Uh, tantalizing. Tantalizing. Now, that means having or exhibiting something that provokes or arouses expectation, interest or desire. Especially something which remains unobtainable or beyond someone's reach. Tantalizing. Um, let me give you an example of tantalizing. You might say, and this this is from the Cambridge Dictionary website. Um, they say that something that's tantalising um, causes desire and excitement in you, something you really want, but maybe you can't get it. So, for example, um, imagine um, you're travelling somewhere in a hot place, and it's very hot and dry, and you'd love a refreshing swim in the sea or something, but you're on a train, and Sometimes you get a little glance, you can get a little glimpse of the train through the window. Uh, No, you get a little glimpse of the sea, you don't get a glimpse of the train, you're in the train. But through the window, sometimes you get a little glimpse of the sea between the trees. And oh, I'd I'd love to go swimming in the sea, it's so hot and dry. Okay, you could say, I caught a tantalising glimpse of the sparkling blue sea through the trees. So maybe you might consider that uh, somehow we are tantalising. Uh, maybe if you would really love to either uh, have access to us, this sounds a bit stalkery, doesn't it? It sounds a bit weird. Or maybe you, you'd love to have Amber's voice or something. Oh, I'd love to have a voice like Amber's, but it seems so out of reach. Maybe you can consider that to be tantalising. Um, here's another one, the word tan- tangential. 
tangential. And this is quite good because if something is tangential, it means it tends to go off on tangents. It's the tendency to get diverted, to, to kind of go off on tangents, which is quite appropriate, isn't it? Because when we get together, we do go off on different tangents when we're talking. We do get diverted by little different things. So we are quite tangential. The tangential trio, the tangential team, the tangential three, maybe. Maybe that's a, a, a superhero team name. Tasteful, there's another one. It means having good taste. Talented, you might consider that we're talented. Or talentless is the opposite. Having talent or not having talent. Tactical, which means having tactics or being good at strategy. That might not be the case in Paul's uh in, in, in the case of Paul Taylor, because he's known for being a, the opposite of tactical, whatever that is. Uh, untactical? Do we say untactical? Well, according to, um, let's see, which service is this? According to the internet, according to Google, uh, an antonym of tactical is unwise or spontaneous. Mm, okay, so someone who just makes sort of spontaneous decisions is not very tactical. Anyway, tactical, there's another word beginning with T. Tasty as well. Tasty uh, is an adjective beginning with T, and obviously that means delicious. Um, So just a few suggestions there. Here are some adjectives beginning with T-R. Tr. And these ones go quite nicely with the word trio, right? So you could have trustworthy, which obviously means you can trust us. But, I mean, based on these lying games, maybe we're not that trustworthy, depending on how how often we lie in these games. But anyway, trustworthy. The opposite of that is untrustworthy. Uh, Tranquil. Tranquil, which means peaceful, calm, or silent, uh, full of tranquility. So that's tranquil. Um, Transcribed, uh, which may be appropriate if our words have been transcribed perhaps part of uh, as part of the transcript collaboration. So the transcribed trio doesn't quite roll off the tongue very easily, does it? But uh, anyway, the next one is trend setting. Trend setting. Now, if you're trend setting, it means that you set trends or create trends. You're kind of a trend setter. Uh, you create fashions. Trend setting. I'm not sure we're that trendy, to be honest. Uh, truthful. Uh, which means honest or telling the truth, which again might not be appropriate uh, depending on the the level of honesty going on in this episode or these games that we play. But anyway, truthful, the truthful trio or the untruthful trio. Uh, Trivial, which just means not very important. Not very important, just just trivial. The trivial trio. I hope you don't think we're completely trivial, but uh, it's up to you really. Uh, Trilateral. Trilateral means involving three sides or groups, like a trilateral trade agreement between three nations. You know, trilateral agreement or a trilateral decision. So trilateral means involving three sides or three groups. Uh, Transcendent, which means higher or better than other things, rising to a new level, perhaps even surpassing normal states and going up into a higher plane. And we think of you know, transcendent as things like trans... In terms of meditation, you, you, you kind of get transcendent, don't you? You try and transcend your normal level of consciousness. Um, so the transcendent trio, maybe. Um, you could combine the adjectives. The trustworthy transcendent trio or the trivial 
uh, <laughs> I don't know, the tragic trivial trio. I, I don't know. It's up to you. I want you to let me know what you think is the best name. Um, we have tremendous as well, which means a large amount or, or simply very, very good. So the tremendous trio. And then we have tragicomical. So if something, uh, so yes, tragicomical. So we know what comical means. It's like comedic, comical. And tragic is the opposite of comical. And then you can mix the two. You end up with tragicomical, which is something that's both sad and funny at the same time. All right. Um, then let's have some adjectives that begin with th. So th. And these ones go quite nicely with the word three. And so we have th- words like thorough, thorough, which is spelled t-h-o-r-o-u-g-h. Crazy spelling. T-H-O-R-O-U-G-H, thorough. And that means detailed and careful, going through something in great detail and covering it fully and carefully. Thorough. So you might have a thorough analysis of some of a grammar point, for example. Uh, thorough. The thorough three. Mm. Thoughtful, meaning thinking a lot, particularly about other people. The thoughtful three. Therapeutic means that you if something is therapeutic, it brings therapy to someone. Okay, like you might have a therapeutic massage, for example, or therapeutic music. Uh, the therapeutic three. Thrilling means exciting. Thunderous means very loud, like thunder. And then thick-headed just means stupid. So the thick-headed three <laughs> I hope you don't consider us to be completely stupid, uh, t- stupid enough to, to deserve the name The Thick-Headed Three. I wonder if you can say that, ladies and gents, because th sounds are quite difficult, aren't they? Because you have to stick your tongue out, just the tip of your tongue goes beyond the front of your, you know, it just goes beyond your, your two front teeth. Just stick your tongue, just the tip of your tongue goes out beyond your, the top row of your teeth. So, th. Try not to go s or z. It's actually th. So, the tip of the tongue sticks out just over the top uh, row of teeth. Th. Th. Thorough, thoughtful, therapeutic, thrilling, thunderous, and thick headed. Okay, can you do that? The thorough three. The thorough three. The thoughtful three. The thoughtful three. The therapeutic three. The thrilling three, the thrilling three, and the thunderous three, which is quite good, isn't it, that one? And the thick-headed three. I hope you don't choose that one. All right. Then also, there are other little names, like just the expression triple trouble. Did I pronounce that correctly? Let me try that again. Triple trouble. Triple trouble. So that's, you know, when something comes in a group of three and it's like troublesome. Triple trouble. Okay. Um, and then you've got the Three Musketeers, which uh, I think Antonio, uh, a lepster called Antonio, suggested that one. The Three Musketeers. Other things like the Pod Pals. Pod Pals. Because we had Pal before, Paul, Amber and Luke, Pal. So um, the Pod Pals or the Podcast Pals or maybe something else. So if if you can think of something else, let, uh, let me know. Let us know. Um, and... 
again, go to the page for this episode. You'll find polls for the Lion Game, the interactive Lion Game. Also, I'm going to stick a poll up there for um, a good acronym or name of your choice, and you can just sort of choose the selection that I give you there. But also, leave your comments uh, on the page for this episode uh, with your suggestions for not only um, nicknames for the uh, the podcast team that we have going on here, the three of us, uh, but also I want to hear you sort of flesh out and justify your um, your decisions about our statements. Do you think they're, they're lies or are they the truth? And explain why. So give your answer in the polls, but also in the comments section, you can just explain why. Expand on your reasons, justify them. Okay, it, it'll be a good chance to just, you know, practice a little bit of English there. Okay, right. So that's the end of this episode. Um, and uh, I'll speak to you again soon in some format. I look forward to reading your comments and looking at the poll results. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Actually, that's not the end of the episode because it's been a while since I sang a song for you. Um, So if you don't like those moments where I get the guitar out and sing a song, then stop listening now, all right? Because that's exactly what I'm about to do. I'm about to uh, attempt to sing a song for you. And I've picked one that I think is just appropriate considering the stuff that's happened uh, regarding the number three in this episode. Um, So I'm going to sing a track called Three is a Magic Number. And it's by a bloke called Bob Durow. A lovely song. Um, Please forgive my amateur level guitar playing. Uh, But I hope that you enjoy the lyrics. Uh, And here it is. Three is a magic number Yes it is, it's a magic number Somewhere in the ancient mystic trinity You get three as a magic number The past and the present and the future Faith and hope and charity The heart and the brain and the body Give you three And that's a magic number It takes three legs to make a tripod Or to make a table stand It takes three wheels to make a vehicle Called a tricycle Every triangle has three corners Every triangle has three sides And no more, no less You don't have to guess When it's three, you can see it's a magic number A man and a woman had a little baby Yes, they did They had three in the family And that's a magic number Six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven, thirty. Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven, thirty. Three times time is whoops. <laughs> Three times ten is. 
30, three times ten. Oh, come on, Luke, get your maths right. Three times ten is thirty. Three times nine is twenty-seven. Three times eight is twenty-four. Three times seven is twenty-one. Three times six is eighteen. Three times five is fifteen. Three times four is twelve. And three times three is nine. And three times two is six. And three times one is three, of course. Three, six, nine. 12, 15, 18, 21, 24, 27, 30, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, whoops, 21, 24, 27, 30. Three times ten is thirty. Three times nine is twenty-seven. Three times eight is twenty-four. Three times seven is twenty-one. Three times six is eighteen. Three times five is fifteen. Three times four is twelve. And three times three is nine. And three times two is six. And three times one. What is it? Three. Yeah. That's a magic number. man and a woman had a little baby Yes they did There were three in the family And that's a magic number Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.